0: This is the Let's Go Win Podcast with your host, J.M. Ryerson.
1: What is happening, you guys? Welcome back to the Let's Go Win Podcast on a Tuesday tune-up, where we are here to help you be happy, healthy, wealthy, and get better every single day. And that's definitely what we're going to be doing today. This woman, she's going to help us be more focused, more efficient, And we are going to streamline life, which is awesome. Summer is a focus and efficiency coach that helps overwhelmed entrepreneurs work 25-hour work weeks by focusing on the main thing, staying in their zone of genius and joy, and eliminating, automating, and delegating the rest. She has more than a decade of experience helping overwhelmed entrepreneurs find their focus, streamline their systems, and scale their business without stress, hustle, or burnout. I, that all sounds good. Who wants to be burned out, stressed? That I, I think you're in a good field. How are you doing, Summer?
0: <laughs> I'm doing really well. Uh, how are you?
1: I'm doing awesome. Uh, you know, like I said, I I just got the shoulder replaced, so I'm trying to function with one arm. But outside of that, that's the only efficiency challenge I'm having right now. Is oh, I'm a one arm guy right now, and it's not my dominant hand. But yeah, life is good. Uh, how did you get into this? What, why efficiency? Why, why was this such a need? I mean, obviously, I would say that most people need help with finding their zone of genius, which is one of my favorite things, finding that main thing. But how did you end up in, in this world?
0: Well, I think I've always been half visionary, half integrator. Um, In fact, when I took the test, it was 82% visionary, 82% integrator. So I really love the big ideas, but I really love the implementation and small details of the big ideas and the strategy for how to get it done. And so I started as an executive assistant when I was 18, And I quickly moved into really understanding all of the operations and hiring and creating SOPs. And then I just started doing that for one entrepreneur after the next as an executive assistant, then as a marketing director, then head of operations, and uh, just started finding those efficiencies pretty naturally, understanding kind of why people were being bottlenecked and understanding how to focus and funnel a lot of those decisions through really specific focus filters. Um, So intentionality is kind of one of the muscles that I try to exercise a lot. And it seems to be really how you create efficiencies.
1: Well, the word zone of genius, uh, one of my favorite authors, Patrick Lencioni, just wrote a great book and he uses this terminology frequently. In fact, he says there's six working types of genius, two of which fill your bucket, two of which they don't do much for you and two of which absolutely drain you. Hmm. And I, I love it because I've found that to be pretty similar. Even if you're good at something, it doesn't mean that it's lifting you up. So how does one go about really figuring out, A, what they're good at, but B, more importantly, what really fills them up, that zone of genius? Because when you do, oh, life is so much easier.
0: Yeah, I do this kind of in a strategic way, but it's also so it's based on data and it's based on intuition because I like to really look at what I'm doing from a really holistic way. So what is giving you energy and what's taking it away? And it really does take some intuition and some knowledge about yourself and about looking on the inside, but slowing things down enough, creating spaciousness enough and giving yourself permission enough to really understand what is filling you up in your business looking at the data, looking at all the tasks you're doing, looking at all the projects you've said yes to, what actually fills you up and what actually drains you and makes you dread going to do that task or or waking up and going to do some work that day. And it's really a passion of mine to help people who have created this wonderful business. And most of the people who have created a business wanted to create a big impact on people. They're good people helping good people. And them burning out is detrimental. It's taking away this gift from the universe. And I find that it's like my personal responsibility to help people not get burnt out and to help people sustain a business they enjoy through finding that zone of genius and joy. I like to add the two because there is those different buckets of zone of genius. You might be really good at something, but dread doing it. Or it might just drain you or take you off your path or feel misaligned. And so I, I like to pair those two, zone of genius and joy, because <laughs> I feel like that is really an indicator of something that's going to light you up and sustain your business.
1: So you mentioned slowing down. And I'm a huge fan of that, whether it's meditation, go getting away, putting your phone away. I mean, all of these are healthy habits to slow down, to figure out, like, gosh, you know, what's really filling me up? And maybe I'm giving you radical job stability because it's also easier, I think, often from somebody from the outside looking in to be like, you are brilliant at this. And can you see how it lights you up? And I have an example of someone. He was talking about gardening and we were at a leadership conference. It had nothing to do with it. But I said, Rob, the way you just lit up talking about your tomatoes and gardening, which I have no interest in whatsoever, I said, if you can find that more in your business, it's going to take off. And it clicked for him just like that. He's like, you're right. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's a question so much as I want to help everybody listening. And obviously having somebody like yourself, Summer, to come in and take a look at what, you know, what efficiencies you're doing. But to really find that Zuna genius, how would you suggest somebody go about doing that if they didn't have you right at their beck and call?
0: Mm. Like I said, it's really, I think, part data. So understanding what you're actually spending your time on, but then actually looking at each of those things and feeling in your body. I know it sounds a little woo, but I really don't think it is. I think really tuning into your body and listening to the signals it's giving you really can help you understand, is this something I enjoy doing? Is this something that fills me up? Is this call with this specific client filling me up so even if you don't write out every single thing you're doing slowing down after your workday or after each task that you're doing and asking yourself that question is this something and yes you can turn outward too you can ask the people in your mastermind or in your peer group or you know on a call or just your husband or your wife or your people on your team like when have you seen me light up when did i light up last um, and, and I think that can be a really helpful thing for tuning out. Also, I give people permission to stop me and to to call me out when they have since that I'm, I'm getting drained in something, or I'm spinning my wheels in something, or I'm not, I'm procrastinating. That's a really good indicator. I, I love the indicator of procrastination, because that's such good data for if you really enjoy doing something. If you're procrastinating it, There's something going on, and that's really good data for whether it fills you up or whether maybe you're just dreading it and it's a should.
1: Yeah, you've used the word permission twice now, and it's one Mm. of my favorite words that I think people underutilize, giving yourself permission to fire that client, which is the case for me. Last year, the most profitable one-on-one client I've ever had, and it's not even close, she literally, every time I got off the phone, I was drained the rest mm-hmm. of the day. Mm-hmm. And I told myself, Hey, give yourself permission to say no, mm-hmm. say no, because she is now affecting not only the rest of your work day, but now she's affecting your family life. Now she's making mm-hmm. you question everything you're doing. And it wasn't that she was a bad person. It was just not a great fit. Yeah. So w- permission and boundaries. I'm just going to throw it out there and say, all right, that sounds good, but man, that's scary. I'm, I'm setting boundaries and giving my permission not to have my hands on the wheel doing everything as a solopreneur. How does one go about really giving themselves permission and feeling comfortable? Because I think this is a learned behavior, and it's awesome when you do it well, but for people listening... I want them to take the permission. I want them to go ahead and grant it to themselves, but I also watch them hold on with all their might. I'm not letting go of these. Mm -hmm. I
0: think there's kind of two parts to this. It's like a slow grow. Allowing yourself to do it slowly because that's, you know, you're stretching the rubber band. It's not going to hold its position until you've held it for long enough that it'll hold and then you can stretch a little bit more without it snapping, right? So there's this slow grow. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with that slow grow. I know I do. I'm like, let's do it now, right? Like I want my transformation to happen yesterday, but it does happen slowly. You, if you step too much out of your comfort zone, you shut down, your body reacts in this in this way that's you know it, it's just from lions chasing us you know it's it's from evolution making sure that we stay safe and so you don't want your body and your mind to just shut down completely but you do want to live just outside that comfort zone where you're still growing really slowly and i think that little permission can really help and then the second thing is again Turning inside, understanding why you're so resistant to this, understanding why you really don't want to let go of something, what's going on with that trust? What's going on with that fear of letting go? Or knowing that maybe if you don't do it yourself, you know, you're not good enough, or what is that feeling coming from? And when you go slow and when you're able to, like you mentioned earlier, meditate or listen, I think that data really does come up and you're able to understand it a little bit more without shaming yourself. It's just like, it's just good data, right? Like, oh, that's why I was so scared. That's why I was putting that off. That's so interesting. And if you can really give yourself compassion, you can be a great leader and lead your team with compassion. You could be a great mentor to your clients and lead your clients with compassion or, you know, your partner, you can give them compassion. So it all starts with that, that curiosity and that compassion. And that's, I think how we can grow.
1: So, going back to your bio if i look at 25 w- hours a week i i can hear entrepreneurs right now going yeah right summer no chance i'm i'm lucky if i'm not doing 50 hours i'm doubling your 25 i know it is possible because i've made these shifts i and i at the same time i was also the guy that said there's no way that's possible what would you say to find that main thing or Maybe a better question is, what are the top three things that you wish everybody listening to get to that 25 hours could figure out? Like, what are the main principles, the the pillars to really reach that 25 hours? Because when we get to 25 hours, we're opening up a lot of other stuff we can do personally. We can grow. We can be with our families. It sounds great. But where do I start?
0: Mm, I think that's a really great question. There are really three principles that I base this on. One I made up and two that (laughs) exist. So the first one is Parkinson's law, right? Like work expands to the time we allot it. And so you'll notice that if you need to pack for a trip, you always get it done in the nick of time, right? Or if you have a deadline on something, you do get it done. If you set an hour for that call, it takes an hour for that call. But if you set it for 20 minutes, you actually get just as much done in that 20 minutes, right? So Parkinson's law, look it up, it's phenomenal, but it's work to the time you allot it. And then the second thing we all know, the Pareto principle, or we've probably heard of it, the 80-20 rule, right? And so 80% of our results come from 20% of the effort we put in. So what is going on with that other eighty percent that's creating twenty percent of the results? Like that, you know, one client that actually makes up eighty percent of your income, or the two clients, or. Are- the 20% of your marketing work that's actually creating 80% of the results. So really understanding that principle can really help you narrow your focus. And the third thing I just kind of made up, but it's called the efficiency squeeze. I believe that the less you work, the more you get done because you create this more focused work and it inevitably creates this understanding of the main thing. And then you eliminate, automate, and delegate based on that understanding and the limited time you have. So any of those leftover tasks that don't fit in your 25 hours, you realize maybe they're not as important that you do them and you can eliminate them or automate them or delegate them out. So it creates this efficiency squeeze. So those are the three things that I'd really challenge people's beliefs with.
1: So Parkinson's, Pareto, and the efficiency squeeze. We put those three together. This is a recipe. And I, I, guys, I will tell you, Charles Duhigg came out with a book, smarter faster better and in this one of the stories early in the book they were uh talking to a gentleman about his work week and he's like guys i can't take on any more responsibilities he's like i'm grinding 60 hours a week blah 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 well they came to find out i mean he was doing less than like eight hours of real work (laughs) per day and he was stressed the freak out like he was like i can't take anything more on i have all these stuff and the stuff was emails it was social media it was taking these unnecessary trips to you know the the kitchen or the water cooler to use that example so what are you seeing on a daily basis how much time are we really doing real solid deep work versus not focused interrupted work because i know i'm guilty of it especially working at home a lot of the time where I'll just open the door up, let people come in. Oh yeah. Don't worry. You can bother me. Now it's going to take me an hour back to get to that same level of flow I was just in. Mm-hmm. So what are you seeing summer on a daily basis? How much time are we really mm. working?
0: Oh, that's such a good question too. I feel like it varies, right? Of course, person, person, day to day where you are in your life and the seasons that you're in, all of the things, how your brain's working or whatever. But we tend to work very little on deep work on the things that actually move the needle in your business. And we spend a lot of time on other people's deadlines, other people's urgency, all the notifications that are coming in, all the interruptions that we experience. And we end up living in this really reactive state, which I think is even worse is like not just the time that we're working, but the energy that's going into it. It's kind of this frantic, trying to keep up with it, trying to get out of the weeds, trying to stay ahead of it and always being in a reactive state. I think that's terrible for your nervous system. And so even more than squeezing your work in 25 hours, that actually affects everything else when you're able to be proactive. And so if you start your day by checking your email or looking at uh, your social media or, you know, managing your day immediately when you're going in and managing it through Slack or, or being on other people's kind of deadlines or urgencies, it creates this, like uh, this, this like cortisol levels that like rise within you. Like you have to now do all these things. So I believe that if you're really trying to be proactive and understanding the main thing, you do set aside time for intentionality. So at the beginning of your week, you're intentionally understanding what's the thing that moves the needle the most in my business. Now, how can I block out this time? Or if you're like me, you don't like to have everything really blocked out too much, but you need bumpers for what routines need to be put in place for me to be able to spend the majority of my time on the things that move the needle in my business. And if you're looking at 25 hours, block 15 hours into that 25 hours or more so that the majority of your time is spent moving that needle and you are the one responsible for what you're working on and then when and at the beginning of each day I really look at what are the tasks I'm working on what can be eliminated automated or delegated and when am I doing these things so that my day moves through at my pace. It's not set by somebody else. I don't have notifications on. I don't even bring my phone into my office. Mm -hmm. I have focus modes on, like I have location focus modes on, I have time focus modes on. And it's, it's just because I don't want to act in this urgent way on everybody else's deadlines. It doesn't feel good for me. And I don't want to create a business based on reactivity.
1: Yeah. And now the idea of deep work, which that could mean different things for different people. For me, writing books, that was deep work that I needed quiet. And I would literally set specific times, do not open the door. The email is not going open. The phone is definitely nowhere near me because every time I go to check that email, I go to take a phone call, trying to get back into that, flow is what I call it. And again, I don't know that it's technically flow. I'm always getting into, but really the deep work where I am truly focused on that one task. It's not so much that it takes that much time. Once I'm in it, like the work flies, once you get into that state of flow, it's trying to achieve that. And it's damn near impossible with, with distractions. I can't do it. So is it literally saying, look again, permissions, boundaries, don't touch my door from this time to this time. That's sacred time. I don't see enough people do that. What do you, What are you seeing out there?
0: Yeah, I think I also wanted to say, not just is it other people's interruptions, but it's you giving yourself permission to interrupt yourself all the time too. And so giving yourself permission to start something new or not finish something new creates deepening grooves in your neural pathways to say, I don't need the discipline to keep doing this thing, right? And so, I will say also working, exercising those muscles of finishing something or going head down on something even if it's for 5 or 10 minutes when you said you were going to creates deepening grooves and new habits so that you don't just, you know, interrupt yourself consistently. But yes, also with other people, you do need to be really clear about what you're doing and why, right? Like, so I tell my partner, like, the mornings are mine. <laughs> it, every, like, It's okay, like, in the afternoon to interrupt me. And if there's something really important and urgent, I, I'm, I'm available, I work from home too, but the mornings are mine, right? Those are my time to do deep work. I'm not gonna create car appointments during that time or go to the dentist during that time because I know that if I wanna get deep work done, this is my thinking time. Other people, they have different schedules. You need to know yourself but communicate clearly because this is the time when I'm going to do my deep work because this is the time when I'm writing my book and just hold your ground on that. And when somebody comes up and interrupts, they're not doing it maliciously. You don't need to panic or freak out or, you know, further escalate the situation. But if my partner comes in, I say like, Hey babe, I really, I really need this deep work time. I'm, I'm really in flow right now. Or I'm really distracted. I'm really easily distracted. It would really help if I wasn't like, interrupted right now, um, is there anything important and urgent that you need? And it's just like a consistent reiteration of those. And that helps me be reminded too, that I need to be in this deep work. Um, indistractable is a really great book. He talks about like printing out a sign and saying like, I'm indistractable right now. And um, my sister made me this hilarious sign. I wish I could just show you right now, but it's on my door. We did a photo shoot once and it's like this 80s hilarious sign. And it says, please be quiet and respectful. I'm on a call. And I just put that on my door whenever I'm on a call and it looks hilarious, but also it tells somebody like I'm busy. Right. And so the signs can also set your boundaries for you. Um, I also, like I said, I create focus modes. So like I let automations do that for me. Instagram now has quiet time where you can actually set the times when you receive message notifications and other people know that you're, in quiet time, right? I let my clients know I don't respond in the afternoon. Um, and so, like, I just set these boundaries all the time so that I feel more comfortable with that them. But also, it's just, it helps me live my business and create my business in flow.
1: Yeah. No, I love it. And I've said before, discipline equals freedom. Yeah. And it's like you said, you don't need it to be so time blocked down to the minute. But when you're disciplined to, like you said, hey, partner like morning time which is my time too i'm like hey i can deal with negativity anytime after like basically 11 (laughs) o'clock from from 5 to 11 in the morning that's like jams zen time and we don't mess with that okay unless it's urgent of course um summer i love this i don't think people talk enough about this i'm a geek i read about this stuff and i mean that in a positive way at least i think it's fascinating i think so if somebody wanted to learn how to be more efficient, wanted to work with you, where's the best place for them to connect with you online?
0: Yeah. So I have a a website, thetimerich.com and on there is a newsletter you can sign up for. It's a weekly implement this uh, newsletter. And I just give you efficiency tips every single week that you can implement right then and there. And if it's not the right time in your business to implement them, throw it away. Um, so that's just something that I kind of give as a gift to people. Uh, you can also follow me on Instagram to have more, I don't know, relationship building behind the scenes. Um, I'm on there as well. And I'm also just happy to be a resource for you. I love conversations, it is where my zone of ge- joy and genius is in relationship building. And so you can send me an email. Summer at the time rich.com.
1: Awesome. Well, Summer, I think this is not talked about enough. This is valuable what you're providing and the fact that it's your zone of genius, it's not everyone's. <laughs> so reach out to Summer, connect with her. Thank you for being here. You're awesome.
0: Oh, thank you. Absolutely my pleasure.
1: You guys, who doesn't want to get down to 25 hours or less per week? Find the zone of genius, truly be fulfilled and not be dragging their ass home every night tired it doesn't have to be like that and that's what summer's talking about share this with someone you know that's that is doing that that is literally grinding and you know it can be better for them and you have a resource summer's right there share this with somebody until next time you guys remember your mindset matters i appreciate all of you so very much we'll talk soon thank you so much for listening if this content is delivering value to you please make sure to subscribe rate and review us that helps us build this community. And that is what we are all about building this community as big as we can helping as many people as we can and deliver as much value as possible. Be sure to head over to let's go win podcast.com for information on my coaching courses and make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn at let's go win 365. Let's go win and transcend in life. This is the Let's Go Win Podcast with your
0: host, J.M. Ryerson.